0: Coming up on the KetoCam podcast, the number one cause of inflammation in your body. We have access to ancient healing strategies such as ketosis, fasting, and carnivore. And on the KetoCam podcast, we are determined to deliver the science to you. We bring in the thought leaders in this space to have extraordinary conversations Hey Keto Camper, Ben here, host of the Keto Camp Podcast. Today's episode is an epic episode. It's worth the time to really listen to this episode, put away some distractions, eliminate anything that's gonna take your attention away because when you understand this, you're going to understand how you could achieve exceptional results, not just with keto and fasting. You know, we love keto, we love fasting, we love carnivore and all these ancient healing strategies, but it turns out, you could be doing that perfectly, but if there's a hidden upstream stressor, it's going to prevent your body from healing. So we're going to dive deep into the true intelligence of your cells and the three principles that I teach and I wrote about in my brand new book, KetoFlex, which is number one, identify the interference, number two, work on removing the interference, and number three, allow your body to heal. So what I've done with this episode is I gathered some of my favorite segments over the years of doing the Keto Camp Podcast, and I took and extracted some of the biggest golden nuggets on this specific topic. So who you're going to hear on this episode is Dr. Daniel Pampa, who is a world leader in true cellular detox and understanding how the body works at the cellular level, he's also my mentor. You're also going to hear from Dr. Caitlin Zazowski, who's a leader in dental health and she's going to explain some really fascinating things around cavitations and uh, mercury silver amalgam fillings what exactly should you do if you have them if you had them how to have the conversation how to find a dentist and how to have that conversation with the right dentist and then I'm also going to personally deep dive into the three biggest toxins out there causing the most inflammation in your body so I want you to really prepare for a masterclass on your cells and cell membrane, because once you understand this and work on this, then yes, keto, fasting, carnivore, exercise, everything that you're doing upgrades and your results skyrocket. There's also going to be an opportunity to actually get coaching from me, Dr. Daniel Pampa, Dr. Mindy Peltz, Dr. Caitlin Zazowski, and other detox specialists out there to understand how to actually. Take care of this problem. And that's a process called true cellular detox. But we'll talk about that a little bit later. Let's start right here. It was once thought that the intelligence of your cells and your body was the DNA nucleus. But over the years, research has proven otherwise. One of the leading pioneers in proving this false is Dr. Bruce Lipton, who's been on the KetoCam podcast before. Just a few weeks ago, he was on here. And he has shown with his work, and science has backed him up, that the intelligence within your cells is not the DNA nucleus. It is the cell membrane. I talk a lot about the cell membrane because life begins and life ends at the cell membrane. Around every single cell, there's about 50 to 70 trillion cells in your body. Every cell has this lipid bilayer around it that's called the cell membrane. It's a lipid because it's made up of protein, saturated fat, and cholesterol. Within each of these cells, there is this integration of receptor sites. They are called, the scientific literature, the name for it is integral membrane proteins. We'll call them cell receptor sites. I want you to think of your cell receptor sites as cell phone antennas. What's the job of a cell phone antenna? The job is to receive a signal and to produce a certain job. Well, it's the same thing with your receptor sites. The job for your receptor sites is to receive signals to produce a specific job. Who is sending the signals and what is the cell trying to do? Your hormones are sending signals. The nutrients you're eating or the supplements you're taking, the oxygen you breathe, and even your thoughts all send signals and frequencies and wavelengths to these receptor sites. The receptor sites hear the message and then your cells produce a specific job, which is to burn fat, produce energy, and feel good. And it does this via the mitochondria, which also has a membrane around it, and then the mitochondria produces ATP, and you feel great, and you burn fat. Now, when the cell membrane is inflamed, yes, inflammation, cellular membrane inflammation, then these receptor sites, they become blunted, and all of a sudden, the message is not heard clearly And the bodyguard of the cell, the cell membrane, tells the DNA to read a specific blueprint that creates proteins that could damage the body and actually increase an inflammation. So the membrane is the bodyguard of the cell. That's why Bruce Lipton has shown the intelligence of the cell is the membrane, because the membrane communicates to the DNA. Think of your DNA as a blueprint. That blueprint could be read or not red. If you have a blueprint for diabetes or cancer or autoimmune disease, when the membrane is inflamed, it'll read that blueprint, and then you turn on a gene. But when you reduce cellular inflammation, and we're gonna talk how to do that on today's episode, then the DNA turns off these genes. So hormones work or they don't work. The solution is not to take a whole bunch of hormones, it's to make them more sensitive. Genes turn on and genes turn off, based off of the health of the membrane. The two biggest problems out there that inflame the membrane are toxins and fats. We have discussed so much about vegetable oils, industrial seed oils, and if you've been listening to the show, you probably took action to eliminate those, but it turns out there is one bigger problem that creates more inflammation around your cell membranes than those bad fats or even sugar. And that's toxins, but not all toxins are created equal. We're going to talk about the three biggest toxins out there, but here's what I want you to understand. If the foundation is bad, how can the structure be good? What creates a healthy foundation? Your environment. So when we think about the composition of the cell membrane, we know that 25 to 33% of every cell membrane is made up of parent essential oils, aka PEOs. 50% is fat and the rest is protein. There's virtually no EPA or DHA in there. So that's why I'm not a big fan of fish oil or supplementing with fish oil, but it's really all about cellular respiration and how the cell functions. The mitochondria is the key. 40% of the membrane around the mitochondria is linoleic acid, which is actually an omega-6. That's why having quality omega-6s are important, but we're not going to dive really deep into that topic today. We're going to talk about what's blocking the cells and the receptor sites from doing its job so you could burn fat and feel good once and for all. So the first person I'm gonna bring on here is Dr. Caitlin Zazowski, who's an incredible chiropractor who practices with her husband, Niles, and she has been in this space for quite some time. She has worked closely with Dr. Mindy Peltz, Dr. Sonia Jensen, Dr. Daniel Pompa, and myself. We're in the same platinum program together, and she's gonna explain in the next few minutes here her story of her husband, Niles, discovering why those silver amalgam fillings disrupted him, his health, and caused weight loss resistance. We're going to dive deep into what exactly is in that bottle of mercury that's put into your mouth, how to find the right dentist, how to get it extracted the right way, and much, much more into this topic of silver amalgam filling. She's one of the leading authorities in understanding the composition of mercury and the mouth and all things inflammation that come from the mouth. So here's an amazing segment with Dr. Caitlin Zazowski.
1: For me, it was hormone imbalances. So I was never able to have a healthy menstrual cycle, meaning without pain. I was always regular, but there was always pain, like excruciating pain. And it was when my husband all of a sudden in a month's time put on 30 pounds and we exercise, we eat well. So this like 30 pound weight gain out of nowhere was like, what in the world? And so when we finally started dissecting things, we figured things out like leaky gut and we figured things out like liver congestion and we figured out like thyroid hormone was fine, but figured out some of those things and we got a little better, but we plateaued. And I was at a seminar when somebody started talking about the mouth and it brought me back to all of the crazy dental work that I had done from a young kid. And then my husband. So my husband had a silver filling that we then removed and he got a little better. And our biological dentist was like, we got to remove the crown because there's going to be silver filling under there. And he's like, no, 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 no. Our dentist told us that like the dentist that put the crown on told us, no, there's no silver filling under there. We didn't put it. So we put it off for a little while. And when it got to the point where that his crown needed to be replaced, she popped it off and there was a massive silver filling amalgam under there. And once that was removed, he was actually able to finally like completely lose the weight. You know, like the group that we hang around and everyone's like, what happened to you? How do you have facial hair and long hair now? Because my husband was never able to grow facial hair. He always looked swollen no matter what he did. And we're pretty diligent with our diet. So it was just like, to see that was unbelievable.
0: Silver fillings. This is something I know a lot about because when I was a kid, I had eight tiny little silver fillings put into my mouth and I had it in my mouth for over 20 years. So what exactly are in silver fillings and why is it such a problem?
1: So this is such a touchy subject for a lot of people. So it's a touchy subject for dentists that do it. And it's a touchy subject for people that have it because, you know, there's a lot of people waking up to silver fillings and the fact that silver fillings are really called silver because of the color, not because of majority of the material. So Unfortunately, most of our silver fillings are going to be somewhere between 45 and 55% mercury by weight. So the larger the filling, the more mercury you have. And then the rest of the composition is going to be between silver, copper, tin, and zinc. And it typically goes in that order from highest to lowest concentration. And so depending on where your dentist sources or gets their uh, silver filling material from, there's going to be a little bit of leeway between the exact amounts um, because of proprietary blends.
0: But somewhere so, between 45 and 55 percent.
1: For mercury, yeah. And then silver will be between 15 and 30. Copper will be between 3 and 30. Tins right around 10. And then zinc is about 1%. And the problem with it is most people know mercury is it's a neurotoxin. It's one of the most highly toxic substances on earth and we go ahead and put it in our mouth. But here's the crazy part is dentists go well it's really not a problem because as soon as we bind it so mercury is a liquid and I'll show you guys mercury in a second yeah uh, don't worry it'll be it'll be all safe
0: <laughs> a safe way to show it yeah
1: <laughs> and then the silver tin copper and zinc is going to be an alloy mixture so that's really like a like a powder mixture and so what they do is they combine them and once they harden the that like soupy mixture in your mouth they're told that everything's safe, it's inert, that that mercury is not going anywhere. Well, unfortunately, that's not true. What happens is our silver fillings off gas. And what off gassing means is it's literally just releasing vapors anytime you aggravate the filling. So if you brush your teeth, which I hope everyone's doing at least twice a day, you're creating an off-gas. If you get a dental cleaning, you're creating an off-gas.
0: If you're if you're drinking coffee, if you're uh, crunching liquids. on food, yeah, uh, that's off-gas. So chewing gum, grinding yep.
1: teeth, um, which a lot of people do at night, they they grind their teeth, and so all of that friction that's happening on that filling is causing it to off-gas. And that off gas is really the problem. So, you know, anything between, well, the silver filling can lose between, let's just assume it's 50%. We'll cut the difference in the middle. They found that in five-year, seven-year, and 11-year-old fillings that that mercury content has dropped to anywhere between 27 and 35%. So where does that mercury go?
0: I know where it goes, but you tell the audience where it
1: goes. (laughs) So it goes to either our brain, our nerves, or our fat cells. And this is why so many people, so many of my clients, they're struggling big time, big time to lose the weight because their body just cannot hear the signals. They're so inflamed. And why that happens is that off-gassing from the mercury. So, you know... What most people don't understand is the two times that you were exposed to the most amount of mercury is the day that it's placed and the day that it's removed, which is why it's so important to have those silver fillings removed properly because I've seen way too many people downward spiral. You know, I tell people all the time it's safer to leave the mercury in your mouth, those silver fillings in your mouth, than have a traditionally trained dentist down the street take them off.
0: Or um, or, or even if they go to a holistic dentist, if they don't prepare for it ahead of time, if they're really, their downstream pathways are shut down, right? It, it could be dangerous, like you just said.
1: 100%. Because what ends up happening is that everything ends up backing up. And really, it's just chemistry, it's concentration gradients. So your body is used to having a constant source of mercury and one of the interviews you did I was so excited to hear somebody else talk a little bit a little bit about mercury was saying that anywhere between 5 and about 9 nanograms is released per day per filling so most people have more than one silver filling and so your body is used to that constant release of mercury which means your concentrations higher and as soon as you remove that source everything has to shift And when things shift, that's when symptoms happen. So ultimately, things are just moving. It's not like they're leaving your body, they're just moving from one area to another. And so, making sure that your detoxification pathways, like your liver, your lymphatics, your kidneys, your gut that you're pooping, all of those are open so that you can properly eliminate any of the toxins that are going to be shifting and moving, not to mention any of the toxins that you're exposed to during the removal process gets out versus gets
0: stuck. Yeah, and I want to talk more about that, more about the hypothalamus pituitary's role in this. But before we do, show the... uh, You have a bottle of mercury. You have a bottle of mercury. So if you're watching it on YouTube, you could see it. But Dr. Caitlin's going to read what it says on the back of this bottle of mercury. So what are you holding up right there?
1: So this is an actual silver filling bottle that dentists use. And this is the mercury component. And if you guys know anything about mercury, this cannot be opened. The person that gave it to me was like, you can't throw it out, you know, don't dump it down the sink because it's an environmental toxin. But I wanted this because it says right on the bottle how toxic this material is that they put in our mouths. So right up here, it says poison. And then there's a skull and crossbones, and it says ingestion may cause death. That's the very first line. So ingesting this material could cause death. And then it says neurotoxic, nephrotic problems can happen. Inhalation can cause bronchitis, you know, pneumonia, edema, irritant. It can be an irritant to your skin and eyes. Acute exposure may cause redness and irritation. Possible visual disturbances keep out of reach of children. And here, not for food or drug use. But we're putting this in our mouth. And to me, this is just crazy. Like the fact that this is still happening is not okay. And part of the problem that most people don't understand is the reason dentists don't know any different is everybody responds differently. It's not like mercury toxicity is going to look the exact same in everybody. But here's the kicker. All of those other fillers in that material, the silver, the copper, the tin, the zinc, can all cause immune system reactions. So what was found is that like 90% of people have uh, an immune reaction to mercury, 66% have it to silver, 95% have it to copper, 62% have it to tin, and 94 have it to zinc. So you might be reacting to that silver filling. Maybe it's not the mercury you're reacting to, granted that mercury is still off-gassing and going to your pituitary, you could be reacting to something else. And so ultimately, what that tells me is there's no part of that dental material that's safe for anybody to have if over 95% of people are going to react to some component in it.
0: Here's an argument that somebody might be saying, yeah, my dentist said that has been disproven. Mercury is fine because we've done blood tests on those with silver fillings and it does not show up in the bloodstream. So it's perfectly safe. What would you
1: say to that? I'd say they're 100% correct. If you were testing for an acute massive exposure. So if I dumped this and I was cleaning it up, I would have mercury in my blood because it was an acute... Um, exposure. What's happening with silver fillings is it's not acute, it's a chronic exposure. And that chronic exposure literally goes into our fat cells in our brain. And the reason um, that happens is actually a bacteria in our mouth that everybody has. It's part of our healthy microbiome, but Streptococcus mutans is the bacteria What it does is it attaches a methyl group to the elemental mercury. So the mercury that's in our silver fillings is elemental. What that bacteria does is it attaches a methyl group, which makes the mercury methylmercury now. And methylmercury has an affinity for brain and nerves. So that methylmercury doesn't go into our blood. It literally goes and finds a place in typically our pituitary gland which is our master controller it controls every hormone in our body for the most part and including
0: fat burning hormones anti-aging hormones feel good hormones
1: 100% leptin is one of the big ones thyroid insulin it's it's a big one and so that's why those blood tests don't work if you're going to test which truthfully i've gotten away from testing clients anymore i know if you have silver fillings you have mercury toxicity plain and simple.
0: Yeah, well, because the only way to know how, well, I shouldn't say to know, but the only way, the only accurate test is what?
1: Oh, it's a urine challenge test. And I get a whole lot of flack from it because they're like, all you're doing is you're chelating it and you can make people worse. Yes, if you do it wrong. That's why you got to work with somebody that knows how to actually do the test properly because you don't just take a mega dose of like DMSA, and then just stop. Of course, you will be causing recirculation. You got to continue to take that dose for a few days after to decrease redistribution. And that way, you're getting the most accurate measurement because, guys, mercury from your brain and your nerves is super deep and it's held on tight. It's not coming out for like fun. You got to like force it to come out.
0: Well, even with the urine challenge, and you need to do DMSA, you do it the right way. Stephanie Seneff's work have shown that the glyphosate pushes it even deeper inside the tissue. So you can't even get all of it with that test. So the only, the most accurate way to do is with a brain biopsy. And nobody's going to do that. But the studies show the amount of mercury in the mouth is proportional to the amount of mercury in the brain. Right, Caitlin?
1: Yeah. No. Oh, 100%. And the amount of mercury in your mouth is proportionate to the amount of mercury in your baby if you are pregnant with that baby with silver fillings.
0: So it's passed down through utero. Uh, that's yep. the that toxic, that generational toxicity. So let's pivot here. Still on mercury, but the hypothalamus pituitary. Like, Because my audience, the keto campers, they're doing keto. They're doing it healthy the, the way that I teach them. They're doing fasting. Yet some of them are still getting results slowly or they're not getting the results that they want. And there's usually an upstream cost. So how does this relate to results on keto and fasting?
1: Oh my goodness. So I see this all the freaking time where people are doing such a good job at making sure they're eating low carb and they're eating less than 20 grams of carbs per day and they're making sure their good quality fats are up and they've taken out snacking and they're doing all of these amazing things yet they can't lose the weight or they still have the joint pain or they still have brain fog and it's because that mercury... Has accumulated in the pituitary gland, which controls thyroid. So, thyroid is one of the hormones that will help control and regulate metabolism. It will control leptin, which is our fat burning hormone. So, that's the hormone that goes and says, oh, Look at all this amazing fat we have to burn. You know, you're not hungry. We're not going to release ghrelin. You know, we're just going to burn the fat and use ketones instead. And so when your body doesn't have that ability, because either that communication is broken from the pituitary down, it's just like the breaker switch is flipped, or your fat cells are so toxic that your body's like, "Uh uh-uh, we're not releasing any fat, because if we lose the fat, we're going to release the toxins, and your body can't handle that toxic burden, so your body's literally saving your life going, "Mm, nope, like... We're just gonna hold off and we'd rather you be fat than dead. So that's the body's amazing. (laughs) Oh my God, it's unbelievable. It is literally saving your life, albeit frustrating and causing, you know, other long-term complications, but that's not what your body cares about. Your body just cares about right now. What do we gotta do right now to be alive? So
0: all it wants to do is survive. Like you just said, that's the number one priority of the body. So it's, so it's so amazing that it will not burn fat if it knows you have those toxins and you cannot deal with that fat. It'll store that fat and hold on to that fat. Now you understand it should be criminal to put these silver fillings in somebody's mouth. I had eight of them myself as a child for 20 plus years and they're still doing it to this day. So I really hope that segment with Dr. Caitlin made sense to you. Have that conversation with your doctor, go find a holistic dentist, and let's start taking care of this interference so your body could heal. Now, the next person I'm gonna bring on here is Dr. Daniel Pampa, who I call the Michael Jordan of health. He is the leading authority, I think the most brilliant person in the health space, and he's gonna share his pain to purpose to promise story of being toxicity poison, mercury poison, and some of the struggles he had, and why it's so bad for the body, so bad for the brain, how it creates hormone resistance, weight loss resistance, weight gain, and disease, and some of the solutions to taking care of that. So here is Doctor Daniel Pampa.
2: At that time, my brain—I had massive brain fog as part of the symptoms too. But I would go in and out of being able to use my brain again, and that's when I would really dig. I found Mad Hatter's disease. Mad Hatter's disease—I don't know if you recall, but it's—they were using mercury as a part of the process of making hats, and they became mercury poisoned and were mad as a hatter. That was me. I had every symptom personality changes mood i mean all of it right it's like so i thought this is it went and did a blood test negative it was a little over a year later i became good friends with an endocrinologist very bright guy uh, he just you know he gave me his time i read his books i knew his stuff really well he said to me one day you know i think you have mercury toxicity and he based that a lot on the symptoms obviously but even my low chronic blood our uh, body temperature so you know he was trying to help me with my thyroid and adrenal issues which wasn't working but he said you might have mercury toxicity i said yeah i thought so too i did a blood test it was negative he said wrong test you need to challenge it out of the tissue it's not in the blood maybe a couple days the mad hatters people you know they were getting poisoned every day that's why it was in their blood but for you it's i'm thinking it's more chronic where it's stored in the tissue you wouldn't see it in the blood So I did the challenge test and there it was, along with some lead and other metals. So of course I asked, what do you think it was? And he said, did you get any dental work done around the time this happened? And I said, maybe, because I had a gold crown put in and they took out two silver fillings which contained 50% mercury. And I didn't know that, obviously, at the time I learned that. I still had six others in my mouth, maybe more. And that gold filling, as I learned, creates galvanism, which is an electrical current with the two different metals. That's what a battery is, two different metals with an acid, and then your saliva is the acid. And that current made mercury just flow out of those other fillings. Now, granted, my bucket was filling my entire life. Uh, matter of fact, uh, the, the first exposure is in utero. The number of fillings your mom has is proportional to how much mercury is in the baby's brain. And That study is the draft study. They actually looked at autopsies. So that's pretty dang accurate. And I had already mentioned lead comes number one source's mom. So my wife had high lead and gave it to my children, but my mom evidently had some high lead too. So the bottom line is I was accumulating these metals in utero all the way through life. And I would still have said I was healthy like most people, right? But Looking back, I had certain sensitivities as a kid. I had these times of fatigue, snap out of it, you know. But I mean, I was healthy as a kid. I I definitely didn't get sick as most kids did. But that's not the whole judgment of how we look at health. (laughs) After those two fillings came out, my bucket overflowed. So imagine we all have different sized buckets genetically. And from the time in mama's belly, (laughs) that bucket starts filling all the different exposures. And one day it overflows. That was my day. And that's when the fatigue started. I never correlated it to those fillings, drilling it out. Now, granted, drilling the fillings out made it overflow faster, but it was right on the edge anyway. So, yeah, that's my story. So everything I teach, as you know, came out of that. My story, you know, no doubt, pain to purpose. So what's the
0: exact issue with having the silver fillings? It's 50% mercury. It vaporizes into the brain. Why does that create so much havoc in the body?
2: Yeah, I mean, in the studies... It goes most of that mercury goes into the brain, but in particular the hypothalamus-pituitary. That is the area that controls your thyroid. No wonder I had so many issues there. Your adrenals. As a matter of fact, you know when I was looking to what was wrong, and I realized I was too far downstream trying to get my adrenals right and my thyroid. I realized the pituitary-hypothalamus something was wrong there. That's your feedback. That's your control tower that regulates all of these hormones. And I knew something was wrong there. I just couldn't figure it out. And when I would try to address the hypothalamus pituitary, my sleep would get worse, like you know, horrible anxiety. So finding out that that's where the mercury accumulates, especially from the vapor of these fillings. So even if you've got your fillings out, according to studies, you have mercury in your brain and in particular that hypothalamus pituitary, which runs your hormone system. So that's the problem. So you know, as part of what I teach is the brain phase, and that's how I got my life back. I got that mercury out of there, and my life started coming back as that mercury came out of my brain. And so many people are realizing today that toxins are why they don't feel well, why their hormones aren't regulating, why they're gaining weight and can't lose it, I mean, all of those things, why they have thyroid issues, I mean, mercury... It's a thyroid magnet or you know it's or the thyroids a magnet for mercury you know but the fact is is they go and they do this mercury cleanse or Corella or the 10-day cleanse that their doctor gives them or they find at Whole Foods it's not like that I wish it were that simple you know the brain phase is something I did for years to get the mercury out of my brain but I got my life back
0: yeah. And you, you've you taught me that, that method and I'm doing it on myself because I had eight small silver fillings for 20 years of my life, which affected my health and it, it triggered these bad genes. So you, you're teaching me exactly how you got your life back. You're teaching it to me and so many other people. Can you give the analogy, it's a brilliant analogy of going downstream that river when you're going downstream and why it's not going to get to the root cause. Could you give that analogy?
2: Yeah. You know, I, I think that most people even with a detox they're doing is it's too far downstream. The treatments, when I was addressing my adrenals, too far downstream, here's what I mean. So if think of a river, you know, the fish are dying. That was my gut, that's why I was intolerant to every food I ate, right? And that was affecting my immune system. But anyways, the fish are dying, all the good algae and bacterias are dying and the bad guys are showing up and it becomes a cesspool down the river. And so we clean it up and we bring in new fish. And they die again. Uh, we do it again. We clean it up again, bring in new fish, they're dying again. Only to find out that 20 miles upstream, there's a factory dumping mercury into the river. It's not until we get rid of the factory, clean up that, that we're able to get the fish to actually survive and the microbiome and the algae, the good algaes to come back and microorganisms. So I think that's what a lot of people are doing today. They're downstream trying to fix their gut, trying to fix their adrenals, their thyroid, their whatever it is. And they're taking a lot of good supplements, I'm sure. Um, Maybe they're doing it with medication, chasing symptoms. Who knows? But the fact is, is that I didn't get my life back or you or thousands of others by doing all of those things downstream. Some of those things are necessary, but you ultimately have to go upstream and see what's going on up there. What toxic big sources are there? And these hidden sources, like mercury, like lead and other heavy metals, people don't consider it because they bioaccumulate, meaning they basically accumulate in your tissues since the time, again, in mama's belly, utero, all the way to when you start getting sick. Then there's mold. How many people do we find are sick hormonally, gain weight, right? It was your story because there was mold. They didn't know that they were being exposed to mold, and it eventually knocks them out and they're going to spend a lot of money on a lot of supplements and a lot of different things medications but they didn't realize because you don't see mold nobody sees mold it's always behind walls or the last one hidden infections hidden infections how many people you you were seeing this with our doctors right and the, you know all, you're on all of our training calls and the stories that we hear it's someone was sick for years and they were this expert, that expert, the best of the best. And they find a hidden infection, whether it's a wisdom tooth that was pulled out and years later, a cavitation, meaning it heals over and forms an infection in the jaw that you don't realize until 25 years later, or a root canal, which is hidden infection. So, you know, these things, these three things metals, mold, and hidden infections, I think are the top three big ones. That people miss upstream, and why they can't get well, why they can't lose weight, why their guts not healing. So you have to evaluate those three things. Why are dentists
0: still doing root canals and still putting silver fillings in people's mouths?
2: Well, the ADA, uh, it's it's a cash cow, and for the ADA to say, oh, these are bad now, it would be a backlash in lawsuits. There's a lot of legal actions. Matter of fact, there was just a documentary called Root Cause, and it was on Netflix, and it was getting such attention, because so many people suffered from the very thing the gentleman in the documentary suffered with. They took it down. The ADA was behind that. And later, uh, you'll see, I I think, a a backlash from them taking it down, because I think it's gaining. You can go to Root Cause, the movie, and actually watch it for free. But uh, look, uh, this is a massive problem, uh, the way dentistry was done. Silver fillings, the ADA still insists they're okay. Why? Why? because of the backlash it would occur. Uh, when testing root canals, I, I remember I had uh, Geno and Boyd Haley speak at one of my seminars. He did a study. They looked at basically healthy root canals, meaning no symptom root canals. And all the docs were sending their root canals they extracted for other reasons. And 100% of them had anaerobic bacteria within them. So these things are nasty. I think Western Price took these root canals and planted them in rabbits, created the same diseases that they saw in humans in the rabbits. And that was one of the early signs that these things are actually toxic, and they are.
0: Hey, Keto Camper, I want to just pause for a second and tell you about my favorite drink for metabolic health. On this podcast, we talk about the importance of metabolic health, metabolic flexibility. Well, this is called Good Idea and it is a great idea if you are trying to reduce blood sugar and keep your insulin levels in a healthy range. It has zero calories, zero sweeteners, and none of the junk ingredients, and it tastes like a lightly sparkling water. I call it a functional sparkling water because it has been clinically tested and shown to reduce blood sugar spikes after a meal. It contains a blend of amino acids and chromium piclinate. Together, they slow gastric emptying, and increase insulin sensitivity, allowing a steady release of glucose in the bloodstream where it can be transferred into the cells for fuel. It also contains zinc and potassium as an added benefit. They hooked you all up with a special coupon code. So all you need to do is head over to goodidea.us and apply the coupon code BEN, that is B-E-N at checkout at goodidea.us. I'm going to drop that link in the podcast notes along
2: Watch the documentary.
0: <laughs> it's a really good documentary. I saw it myself and I refer all my clients to go watch it. So what you just said is 100% of root canals are infected.
2: Yes, and the yet they're still doing them because it is a cash cow of dentistry. Now, there's a growing group of dentists called biological dentists who are not doing them anymore to their defense and who won't put amalgam fillings in anymore. Uh, the iaomt.org is a group of these dentists uh, that's a good place that you can find a safe dentist. But now, even if you Google biological safe dentists, you'll find a list of them. These dentists know how to take fillings out correctly. You don't want to just get these fillings ripped out because look what happened to me. There's a process to do it correctly to minimize the mercury vapor. And if you've had them out, know this. That mercury, that vapor turns to inorganic mercury in the brain, and there it's locked and it's locked for life, unless you do the right detox to get it out. And by the way, it could go to other places in the brain. And where it goes is oftentimes what diseases it will create. Neurodegenerative diseases like Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, ALS, mercury is linked to all of those conditions, especially when you have other elevated metals like lead. And then Stephanie Seneff, senior scientist at MIT, she did a study in 2012, she was the first to show That when you already have elevated heavy metals and you're exposed to glyphosate, which is in our food supply, it's a pesticide they're using on all of our food, it opens up the brain and allows these metals to cross even deeper. She believes that the combination of this glyphosate chemical from our food and the heavy metals is driving dementia, Alzheimer's, autism, and she believes it's part of this perfect storm that's occurring right now.
0: He explains it better than anybody else. I hope you really understood what he was sharing there. You might need to go back and rewind that. So you now you understand. You're beginning to understand why these toxins are so detrimental to your body. The next segment here I'm going to share, I'm going to get into the three biggest toxins out there. I'm going to talk about heavy metals, specifically mercury lead, and then we're going to get into glyphosate. And we're going to relate that to diabetes. We're going to relate that to autism. We're going to relate it to brain issues like dementia and Alzheimer's and explain exactly how to deal with that, which is true cellular detox and why 99% of the detoxes out there fail to get to the toxins in your cells. And then again, I'm going to mention it right now, but I'll mention it later. You're going to have an an opportunity to actually join my True Cellular Detox program, which is a 90-day program. So if you're hearing this on time and you want to be an action taker and you want to enroll into this 90-day program, it's a small little group, then you could work with me for 90 days. You get four 60-minute Zoom calls with me. You get an entire online platform where you could log in and really start learning this stuff. From You'll learn from Dr. Daniel Pampa, Dr. Mindy Peltz, Dr. Caitlin Zazowski, and, and many others, including myself. You also get all the supplements sent to you. And we send the metaoxy testing kit we send 4 of them to each participant which is a urine test to give you a result in 60 seconds to assess your level of cellular membrane inflammation this test is 50 times more accurate than any blood test when looking at cellular membrane inflammation and what we want to see as you go through my program is this test improve meaning your body is reducing cellular inflammation and you feel much better when you do so so before I get into the next segment, if you want to actually sign up for this and be an action taker before the spots are filled up, then head to ketocampdetox.com. Uh, remember, camp is spelled with a K. We'll put a link as well in the podcast notes, but it's ketocampdetox.com. So it's ketocampdetox.com. But let's dive deep more into these three big toxins that are affecting generations upon generations, and let's go. So Dr. Papa spoke about his 180-degree solution to getting better. I love that approach. And if you didn't hear what he was talking about, go listen to the episode. I call it the George Costanza effect. I don't know if there's any Seinfeld fans listening to this podcast right now. But back in the 2000s and early in the 90s, there was a popular sitcom called Seinfeld, Jerry Seinfeld's show. And there was a character on that show named George Costanza George Costanza was getting terrible results in his life. He was unhappy. He was broke. His relationships were crap and he was unhealthy. So he had the idea on this one episode to do everything opposite of what he had been doing up until that point. And guess what happened? Everything in his life improved. Finances, relationships, health. And that's exactly what the 180 degree solution is. Look at what the government guideline is promoting. Look at what the mainstream media is promoting when it comes to health and nutrition. Do the exact opposite, the constanza effect, and you're going to be going down the right direction and you're going to be better because of it. I advise you to be very careful when you follow the masses because usually the M is silent. And lastly, Dr. Pompa shared that story about the patient he had in the 90s who had cancer, a cancer tumor and he had her fast, I believe it was 30 days and the tumor just shrunk. And this is before there was research on autophagy. That, that word didn't even exist. And he saw it with his own eyes and he saw it with his patient well before the research came out. So fasting is a very powerful way to prevent cancer. It's a very powerful way to let the body heal itself. And uh, some of the work out there by Dr. Thomas Seafried, who wrote the book, Cancer as a Metabolic Disease. He's been quoted as saying, if you were to complete a seven-day water-only fast once per year you would reduce your chances of any cancer by 95%. That is a powerful quote right there. And he's actually seen tumors shrink before his eyes when you reach something called max autophagy. And let's get into a little bit of autophagy and I'll explain to you how to test for max autophagy. Autophagy is a process that your body, uh, a switch that's turned on when you're fasting. And it's a way of your body to clean out cellular junk. We require up to 70 billion cells need to be recycled every single day. Think of that refrigerator you have right now in your kitchen. It has a whole bunch of groceries in it that have expiration dates. Now, what will happen if you let every single grocery in that fridge expire, but instead of throwing them into the trash, you push them towards the back of the fridge, then you drive to the grocery store, buy new groceries with new expiration dates bring it back home, put it inside the fridge in front of the expired groceries and close that door. It's gonna create disease. There's gonna be mold, bacteria, it's gonna be nasty. Your body is like this refrigerator. You have cells, you have protein that require you to eliminate them, to take out the trash. They have an expiration date. So when we're not fasting, that's how cancer is created. We're duplicating cells, we're letting cells expire Fasting is a powerful way to throw out the groceries. It's kind of like a ship that's going through the Atlantic Ocean. Your body is this ship. Let's say there's 100 passengers on this ship with the captain, and they're going through this storm, and they're taking on a lot of water. So I'm going to relate that to what happens when you're fasting. Your your body essentially thinks you're in a uh, a serious time. It's a famished state. There's no food around. So you're taking on water. This ship is taking on water. What is going to happen? The captain's going to order the crew members to start dumping cargo off the ship so you could get through that storm. It's going to tell you, he's going to say, dump the least important cargo, let's get through this storm. The body's the same way. It's going to look and seek out damaged cells and damaged protein. It's kind of like Pac-Man going through your body. It's going to eat it up and get rid of it so you could get through this storm, which is fasting. Fasting is a stressor to the body. It is an acute stressor that produces healthier results. So that's why autophagy is so powerful because the body is starting to recycle damaged cells, get rid of them, and it builds up new cells, new stem cells to heal the body, and it helps with so many, so many uh, different areas of, of of your body. Now, how do you know? How do you get this max autophagy that Dr. Thomas Seafried actually saw tumors shrink before his eyes? Well, it would have to be a block fast, so three to five to seven days, depending on the person. You want to test your glucose and your ketones. How it works is you want to get a one-to-one ratio. And Dr. Papa talked about this briefly on the previous episode. You want to test your glucose and make sure it is a one-to-one ratio with your ketones. So how does it work? I use a machine called Keto Mojo. Uh, I like it a lot. You can find it on Amazon. I'll put a link for it down below, Keto Mojo. And during your block fast, you want to test your glucose and your ketones. So let's say... You test your glucose on day two or day three of this block fast, and it's 62. You want to divide that by 18, which gives you 3.4. Then you want to test your blood ketones. If your blood ketones are 3.4 or higher, congratulations, you are at max autophagy. Now, the importance of that, that is the what that one-to-one ratio is the ratio that Dr. Thomas Seafried has seen tumors shrink before his eyes. Hey, Keto Camper, I want to interrupt this episode real quick and let you know about a product I've been using to reduce inflammation and to get better sleep. When it comes to the CBD space, it is like the wild, wild west. And the company I've discovered is Dr. Phillips Formulations. It is pure, safe, potent, And yes, it's formulated by a doctor. They bring over 20 years of medical experience to their CBD oil. They have a proprietary formulation which combines pure high-quality ingredients with the knowledge of a board-certified physician. They have tinctures that are internationally certified for non-GMO. And here's what they also have, keto CBD fruit chews. Yes, they are keto-friendly, they taste delicious, and they're a great way to reduce inflammation in the body. If you want to get your hands on these CBD tinctures and keto fruit chews, head over to drphillipscbd.com. That is D-R-P-H-I-L-L-I-P-S-C-B-D.com. We will also put a link for you in the podcast notes down below. Okay, let's get back to this episode. Are we designed for disease? Are we destined for sickness? No. As a matter of fact, we are not. Then why are the stats as such? And this is according to the CDC and also cancer.org. Here are the disgusting sta- stats that should upset you the way that it upsets me. One out of three women are diagnosed with cancer in their lifetime, and one out of two men are diagnosed with cancer during their lifetime. At least 60%, 60% of Americans are diabetic or pre-diabetic. It's predicted that by the year 2032, which is not that far away from now, it's predicted that one in two children will be born on the autism spectrum. I couldn't believe that stat. I could have not believed that stat when I read it. Just think about that for a second. One in two children born on the autism spectrum, if that is the case, how would we even have a functioning society? Because either you're going to be born autistic or you're going to be taking care of somebody who's autistic. How could we have a police force? How could we have any sort of organization, a government? So we are headed down a bad path. And there was an article speaking of diabetes, that came out in 2013, right? That was eight years ago, and it's gotten worse. This article showed that diabetes kills one person every six seconds. Another stat is that 150,000 people die every single day. We are not designed for sickness. I believe you have access right now to the world's greatest physician, the world's greatest healer, and that is called your innate intelligence. The innate intelligence is doing the job for you. What we need to do, your goal is to, number one, identify interference. Number two, remove interference. And number three, let your body heal. Because I believe you are a masterpiece. Why? Because you are a piece of the master. We were designed to live way past 100 years old. We were not designed for sickness. We were designed to thrive. But it's all about removing interference. Personally, diabetes really is near and dear to my heart because I don't know if you're really familiar with my story. I don't speak about it a lot on the podcast. But for me, I was obese for most of my life. I went through a health transformation back in 2008. I lost. I went from 250 pounds down to 170 pounds I went from 34% body fat down to 6% body fat, size 38 waist to size 30, and uh, that was my transformation, and that's w- what started me off in the health journey, became a personal trainer, a certified health coach, a CrossFit owner, but it wasn't until 2013 that I took health and teaching health from a hobby to a purpose, and that's when I got a phone call from my father, Cyrus Azadi, who he immigrated here from Iran with my mom, Hadi Azadi, and the phone call was as such. My dad was letting me know that he had really bad neuropathy. He had type 2 diabetes, which I explained 60% of Americans are either diabetic or pre-diabetic. My dad f- fell into that category. He followed a standard American diet, a.k.a. a stupid American diet, and he developed diabetes. And I didn't really understand the disease growing up. I didn't understand it as an as an, uh, adult as well. So he called me, my dad called me and said you're, that he had very difficult time Walk into the bathroom. He had really bad nerve pain, which is diabetic neuropathy. It's very common. So me and my mom picked him up. We took them we took him to the hospital here in Miami Beach, Florida, Mount Sinai Mount Sinai Medical Center, which is where I was born, by the way. And my dad was so stressed out in the hospital thinking about the possibility of getting his feet amputated because that is the next step. As what happens is you might get an infection that could spread to the rest of your body from the diabetic neuropathy. There's not blood flow. There's not any kind of um, repair going on there and it could be dangerous. It could be life threatening. So what they do to prevent the body from dying is they'll just cut off the infection, cut off the foot. And my dad knew this. He knew that it was, it could be a possibility that this could happen. So in the hospital that night, My dad suffered a massive stroke, which left him with the inability to speak and his entire right side of his body was paralyzed. And I remember just being so confused. Why did this this just happen? We took my dad to the hospital and he just got worse. And that was the beginning of the end for my dad. He was transferred to a hospice nurse, at hospice care. And I would visit my dad back then Every week, multiple times a week, I remember just playing music for him, consoling him. He couldn't speak to me, but I could speak to him. And I did this for about 9, 10 months, and it was the most difficult 9, 10 months of my life. As every week I visited him, he looked worse. His body was shrinking before my eyes, and it was very challenging to see that. And if you ever lost a loved one, or maybe you're going through this right now, uh, you know how difficult it is to see that someone you love go through such pain and, and hopelessness. So I remember it was August 11th, a Monday night, 2014. I went to go visit my dad like I was doing, and he was in the worst shape ever. He was throwing up on himself. He was convulsing. He was shaking. It was very difficult to see my dad like that. And I remember just looking at him being so hopeless and helpless, and all I wanted to do was for him to stop suffer. I, I wanted him his suffering to stop. So they cleaned him up that night. I walked up to him, kissed him on the forehead, looked at him in the eyes and told him how much I loved him. And he was looking right back at me and I, and I told him that he's always going to be my dad. I'm always going to be his son. I told him the words. I said the words, hasta la vista, baby, which was from the movie Terminator. He used to always say to me when he said goodbye. So I said it to him, kissed him on the forehead, wa- uh, walked out of the room, drove home crying, got home, cried all night. And I prayed that night, I prayed, I said the same prayer that I said every night for weeks and months, which was to just please end my father's suffering, he has suffered enough. And I went to bed, the next day, around noon, less than 24 hours after that, I see a phone call on my cell phone, and it's from the hospital, it's from the hospice, I pick it up, and it's my father's nurse letting me know that my dad, he stopped breathing that morning, and they attempted to resuscitate him, but to no avail, they couldn't do it. And I remember just sitting there on the couch, my dog Ziggy staring at me, and it was just a wave of emotions. You know, part of me was very relieved and I took comfort and solace in the fact that my dad is no longer in pain I no longer have to see him like that. But the other part of me was just so destroyed and distraught. And it was just, it was very difficult. That moment was very, very challenging, and I, re- I remember my mom didn't know that my dad passed, and I didn't want to tell her over the phone. So I remember driving to my mom's job, her workplace, and taking her outside and and letting her know that he's, he he passed away, and she was she was she was distraught as well, and it was a very difficult time for me, and that's what really s- sparked my, my journey. It, it was a pain that triggered a purpose and then a promise, but I wanted to know, I, I followed what the doctors told me to do, allopathic medicine. They told me to, for my dad to eat this, not that, take his meds, take his insulin. And he got worse. Why, why do we have this epidemic of not just diabetes, but obesity and a whole host of symptoms? Why? I started to ask why and why and Why? And that was in 2014. Now, you fast forward now to this time of recording, 2021. I have put out three best-selling books. I have spoken on stages all across the world. We have this podcast, the Keto Camp Podcast, which is a top 15 podcast. We have our YouTube channel, which has over 117,000 subscribers. We have been represented in 111 countries. The reason I'm sharing this is because I know and I understand that The information that I share with you all the time that I'm going to share with you today on this episode, it's the same information that would have saved my father's life. He he would be here today if I would have applied this with him. But I also know that I was given that mountain so I could show the world that this mountain can be moved. If you are going through something like this, diabetes, cancer, if you know somebody, it's all about interference. There is something interfering with your body. There is something causing inflammation, which is leading to symptoms. Nobody dies from diabetes. My dad didn't die from diabetes. He died from the degeneration of that disease, the cancer, the kidney failure, the heart disease. It's what diabetes is linked to and and, and what diabetes grows to that causes the death. But the, the problem is this. Conventional wisdom does not acknowledge cause and effect. They just were treating the symptom, which didn't work, and it does not work. Einstein said, in intellectuals solve problems, geniuses prevent them. So I wanna empower you here on this episode, and I always wanna empower you to be a genius, to be a free thinker, and what I'm gonna share with you goes against conventional norm. It goes against conventional wisdom, and the analogy that I give, I learned from my colleague, Dr. Jason Fung, is the analogy from the TV show Seinfeld. When you think about Seinfeld, you have this character, which, so Seinfeld was a popular sitcom in the 90s in, the, uh, in America. You think about this character in, on there called, his name is George Costanza. And there was an episode where George Costanza, he was always getting crappy results, unhealthy, unhappy, he was broke. And he had the idea in this one episode to do everything opposite of what he had been doing up until that point. So for example, he would walk up to a girl in the bar or at the restaurant and instead of, you know, lying to her and saying he's all this hot shot, he would just say, "Hey, I'm George Costanza. I'm bald, I'm broke, I live with my mom." <laughs> and she would pull up the chair and say, "Hey, let's chat." And he started to do this and everything in his life improved. So what I'm telling you is to look at what the government promotes. Look at what mainstream media promotes. Look at the headlines of these articles on your Facebook feed, do the exact opposite, the Costanza effect, George Costanza effect, and you'll be down the right path. Because be careful, when you follow the masses, sometimes the M is silent, and when you follow the sheep, you're gonna end up stepping in crap. When you go to the Diabetes Association website, I remember going on there when my dad had diabetes, it said, You cannot reverse diabetes. It is a progressive and chronic disease, but we could manage it so you have a good life. That's not true. I've seen many members inside of my Keto Camp Academy get off insulin, get off their medication, sometimes within 60 days because they remove the interference, they allow the body to heal. Now, what if I told you this? What if I told you that the same food that is fed to cancer patients in the hospital getting chemotherapy is the same food That contributes to cancer growth. What if I told you that more people die with heart disease, heart attacks, strokes, with normal to low cholesterol than with high cholesterol? These are all facts, and it goes again, it flies in the face of conventional wisdom, conventional norm. So, what exactly is diabetes? Well, it is a result of the beta cells in the pancreas. And by the way, I'm referring to type two diabetes here. That's what we're talking about in today's discussion. Now it could be relevant to type one, but there's no research or evidence that shows you could reverse type one diabetes, at least not yet. They found some evidence in in mice models that they regenerated the beta cells in the pancreas, but we haven't seen it in humans yet. So for today's conversation and topic, it's primarily being applied to type two diabetes. I wanted to make that clear. But when you think about diabetes, it's a result of the beta cells in the pancreas getting exhausted. Because how it works is this, we eat food, we convert that food into glucose, and that's called glycogen, these are strings of sugar, so it elevates the sugars in the bloodstream. Now the body has a very tightly regulated control system for glucose, anything that is elevated causes Inflammation It causes the rusting, like think of a a car that's being rusted, that's what's happening. It it creates these glycation end products, which is oxidation. So whenever I say inflammation and oxidation, think of a car that's rusting. So when you have too much glucose, it's very sticky, and it could rust your cells, if you will. So when you have, when you're spiking glucose and insulin too much, this could create the problem. So insulin, let's talk about insulin real quick. Insulin is not the bad guy. Okay. Insulin is actually a beautiful thing. If we didn't have insulin, we wouldn't exist today. It's actually a survival mechanism. And I believe God didn't make mistakes and insulin is part of the human body. But it's when you call insulin all the time that we start to become insulin resistant. So I want to just break this down real quick. And then I'm going to get into the number one cause of what I believe is causing symptoms like diabetes and other things, weight loss resistance. So When we eat the food, we raise glucose and then the beta cells are stimulated to produce insulin. The insulin troops get called and they take the glucose, the elevated glucose, out of the bloodstream and start delivering it to your cells. You have 70 trillion cells in your body. There's these receptor sites, insulin receptor sites that sit on the cells. And then it, if you will, unlocks the receptor site, pushes the glucose in. And now the glucose in the bloodstream is back down to normal levels. That's totally fine. That's totally healthy until this happens too often. You see, the pancreas is designed to produce this phase one insulin response about two times per day. You think about the average American, they're eating 17 to 23 times per day. I know that sounds like it's made up. I know it sounds crazy, but I want you to think about it because it's true. Here's how it's true. Think about the handful of almonds, the chips, the coffee with sugar as they sip throughout the morning hours. Think about the kombucha, the yogurt. Anytime you raise glucose and insulin, you are that's a meal to the body. And the average person is doing that 17 to 23 times per day. Now, today's conversation is not gonna get too much into keto and fasting. Now, keto and fasting... Absolutely, are two powerful tools to keep glucose and insulin down, repair the body, reduce inflammation, and heal the beta cells, and actually reverse things like type 2 diabetes and insulin resistance. I gave you some examples of some of the Keto Camp mem- members who have done that. Shannon is one of them, and there's a few others. So, why is keto and fasting so helpful? Well, The analogy I'm going to give you is another one from the brilliant Dr. Fung. He has some of the best analogies. He's been on the show a couple times. If you haven't listened to that, those episodes, you got to listen to it. But when you are insulin resistant, when you have diabetes, when you're obese, it's like you listening to loud music every single day. What happens? You're going to go deaf and you're going to have to increase the volume more just to get the same effect. Same thing with your glucose. When you have too much glucose – you're gonna need more insulin, and then you're gonna keep shuttling the insulin into the cells, and it's gonna become resistant to it. So you gotta get more glucose, or eat more food, and then you gotta stimulate, I shouldn't say eat more food. Your pancreas needs to stimulate more insulin just to do the job of getting it into the cell more efficiently, because these cell receptor sites are getting deaf to the screams of insulin, similar to your ears getting deaf to the loud music that you're playing. So the goal is to dial down the music and you could do that with healthy keto, keto keto flexing, intermittent fasting, the way that I teach it to you on the podcast and I have my step-by-step system in the academy. But it turns out that's not enough. The perfect diet will not get you well today, but you can't get well without the perfect diet today. There is a missing piece. There is a number one cause here that I estimate is the the cause of 33% of obesity, diabetes, and um, weight loss resistance, meaning you can do keto and fasting perfectly, but if you have this going on, you're not gonna be able to heal. And that cause is toxicity, toxins. Toxicity is a generational epidemic. My mentor, Dr. Pampa, said he believes there are three main toxins affecting four generations that are leading to an epidemic, an explosion of chronic disease and obesity. I'm gonna get into these three one, three uh, toxins that are super inflammatory. But before I do, I want you to understand this. When toxins enter your body, the body wants to survive. That's the number one priority is survival. So the body does not want toxins to enter your bloodstream, or excuse me, the body does not want toxins to enter your vital organs. So when it enters your bloodstream, it activates the PPARY pathway, and that shuttles those toxins into fat cells. It could either enlarge current fat cells or it could uh, duplicate or create new fat cells. And those toxins get stored in there. And then you do keto, you do fasting, you start shrinking fat cells and dumping fat into the bloodstream to be burned. Well, guess what? Your body cannot burn toxins. Those toxins are dumped with the fat So you end up auto-intoxicating yourself, leading to more inflammation, and your body cannot lose the weight because it's trying to survive, and it wants to slow down fat loss because you keep dumping toxins. So your body's doing this to save your life. So going back to my point here, when toxins enter your body, they actually gunk up the insulin receptor sites and other receptor sites like thyroid, which we'll talk about the link between mercury and thyroid, but it creates cellular membrane inflammation. It's the number one cause for cellular membrane inflammation. And you cannot test for cellular membrane inflammation necessarily with a blood test. Blood test is great for looking at uh, total inflammation and more systemic inflammation like the C-reactive protein, fibrinogen, homocysteine. Those are great, but there is a specific test that looks at the membrane, and it's a urine test, and I'm gonna talk about that a little bit later, but I wanted to plant that seed right now. When there's inflammation around your cells, Now, these receptor sites are gunked up. Your hormones can't communicate. It's like me having my fingers in my ears. I cannot hear your message. I'm going to be frustrated. You're going to be frustrated. We're not going to be able to get the job done. Toxins are the number one cause of this. So here are the three big ones, and I'm going to deep dive into all three, and then later I'm going to give you some solutions on how to remove these toxins. Number one is lead. Number two is mercury. And number three is glyphosate. I wanna start with some disgusting stats here, and the title of this statement is called From the Womb to the Tomb. The Environmental Working Group, EWG, explained and examined the cord blood of newborns, and they found the following. They began life exposed to as many as 287 of the 413 toxic chemicals in the study. 180 chemicals, were found to cause cancer. Cancer rates in children have risen 67.1% since 1950. According to the Columbia University School of Public Health, 95% of cancer is caused by diet and environment. That is so scary. So let's talk about the first one, lead. Our parents and most of us grew up in the lead generation. When you think about lead-based paint, Lead uh, gasoline, if you live in a house that was built before 1970, chances are it has lead in there and we breathe that in. And here's how it affects four generations. It affects it in two ways. Number one, lead is inherited in utero from mom to baby and it's been estimated that this could be spread for four generations. Meaning if you just got rid of lead from our society, boom, today it just vanished. It'll take four generations to breed it out of the world. That's because when mom is pregnant, lead is stored in the bone, and when mom is pregnant and mom gives birth, that bone, mom loses bone, it's natural, bone is going into the baby, the baby develops or absorbs the lead, and it goes into the the baby. And then it's also associated with turning on bad genes. And uh, it also could lead to obesity for up to four generations. And you think about lead, you might think about the water supply like in in Flint, Michigan, for example, but it's not just Flint, Michigan. There are some articles here that showed in uh, Pennsylvania, 18 cities, including Pittsburgh, had higher levels of lead than Flint. And then it also was found in the drinking water in California schools. There was a study in Scientific American that shows mother's lead exposure could affect the newborn's brains. Pregnant women exposed to lead had newborns who scored slightly lower on tests measuring reflexes and other skills tied to brain development, according to a new study from China. Lead is also linked to obesity. There was a longitudinal study of chronic lead exposure and physical growth in Boston children, and it showed that the results suggest chronic lead exposure in childhood may result in obesity that persists into adulthood, meaning these individuals could be doing keto and fasting perfectly, but if they have high amounts of lead, their obesity persists. Weight loss resistance persists. Lead, gut bacteria, and weight gain. Lead exposure changes the gut microbiota. It increases the chances for obesity. Here's the quote from this study. Quote, early life exposure to lead causes a long-lasting impact on the gut microbiome. And the change of gut microbiome may partially." may partially contribute to the increased body weight in adult life. That is the dangers of lead. Let's talk about mercury. This is near and dear to my heart. We live in the mercury generation. We still do. How do you get exposed to mercury? Well, silver amalgam fillings is the number one exposure. Me personally, I had eight silver amalgam fillings in my mouth as a kid, and I had it in for 20 years. I was doing keto Perfectly, I was doing fasting perfectly. I was doing CrossFit. I was moving. I was getting good sleep, but I just didn't feel well. I couldn't. No, I didn't know why. I had to nap throughout the day. I was getting tired. I had energy fluctuations, hormone issues, and it. I, I discovered over the years, after you know, working with Dr. Daniel Pompa, Dr. Mindy Pelts, and other amazing individuals, that I had silver amalgam fillings in my mouth. So the problem is this: fifty-five percent of every silver amalgam filling contains the supertoxin mercury and that mercury in the tooth is considered organic mercury and as it's in the mouth every single day especially even more when you chew on food and drink a hot beverage that mercury vaporizes from that organic mercury in the tooth and it vaporizes it crosses the blood brain barrier and then it gets stored in a part of your brain called the hypothalamus pituitary it gets stored there as inorganic mercury and it's locked in there for life, creating an upstream interference, upstream stressor. I wanna encourage you to do some more research on this. Now, the solution is this you wanna find a holistic biological dentist. I did, I have one here in Miami, Dr. Theodore Herman from Assure Smile. We did two appointments, I got them both out the right way. I supported my downstream detox pathways leading up to the appointment, but that's the first step. So if you have it, you got to find a holistic dentist and then remove it the right way. The second step is to actually go and target and start removing the mercury that's now in the brain, which I'll talk about a little bit later how to do that. But mercury has an affinity for the thyroid because mercury disrupts selenium, the conversion of selenium, the use of selenium for the thyroid. Selenium is important for thyroid function. When you have mercury it blocks that and it disrupts the thyroid it could lead lead to hypothyroidism and also mercury gets dumped in your gut leading to leaky gut SIBO, a whole host of issues it it flares up candida candida thrives off of heavy heavy metals by the way but you could do everything downstream like i was doing but if you don't go upstream you're not going to get well it's like this analogy i'm going to give you here of a river that has all of these toxins, it has these dirty fish, and you start cleaning it out, you take a probiotic, you do keto, you do fasting, you eat clean, and you clean out that river, and you feel good short term. And then all of a sudden, weeks or months later, you're gaining the weight back, and you don't feel as good. So you you know switch to a different fasting schedule, take a different supplement, clean out that river again, if you will, and then you feel better, and then all of a sudden, you don't anymore. And you're wondering why. Well, it turns out, you walk upstream, down the river, up the river, you'll see upstream, there's a factory dumping mercury, dumping heavy metals in there. And if you have something going on upstream, nothing downstream will work. The brain, the hypothalamus pituitary, where mercury gets stored, it also gets stored in your pineal gland, so it could disrupt your sleep, but the hypothalamus pituitary is the control tower for your thyroid, for your hormones, for your entire body. So if you have mercury up there, It doesn't matter, I I gotta tell you, it doesn't matter how much you do clean keto, how much you do fasting, you're just not gonna get to the point that you wanna get to. That's one source. You might be thinking, oh, thank God, I don't have silver fillings, I never had silver fillings. Well, it turns out that mom also, when mom is pregnant and mom gives birth, that could also contribute to mercury in the baby's brain. before I get to that, let me just share real quick other exposures for mercury. Contact lenses in the 80s and 90s had mercury, Flu flu shots did, and they still do, and also vaccinations. I know that's controversial, but you could go and read the ingredients on these vaccinations and flu shots, and a lot of them still contain mercury. There was a study in the prestigious journal called FASIB, which indicates the more amalgam fillings present in your mouth, the more mercury you will have in your organs, including the brain, kidneys, heart, and liver. There was the Drash study by Gustav Drash, who was a medical jurist and a professor of toxicology at the University of Munich. He carried out a new and impressive study which showed that the amount of mercury in aborted embryos and dead infants corresponds to the number of amalgam fillings present in mom. What? So let me rephrase that. The amount of mercury in mom's mouth when she gives birth to the baby is equivalent, the mercury in mom's mouth is equivalent to the mercury that is stored in the baby's brain when the baby is born. Meaning if you never had silver fillings but your mom did when she gave birth to you, you have mercury. There was a a study in the Holistic Dentistry News, uh, actually it was called the Tagum Study, It, it analyzed the mercury in the cord blood, breast milk, and infant's hair. And it showed that there was mercury found in there, and this was in uh, Brazil. There was a study in Brazil. There was a study that showed increased methyl mercury toxicity related. It showed a relation, a correlation to the obesity in diabetic mice, mercury and visceral fat as well. There was association between blood mercury levels and visceral adiposity in adults. Keep in mind, mercury in the blood is an acute mercury po- um, poisoning, but it won't necessarily show up in the blood most of the time because it, chronic cases will not show up in the blood. And then there was a, uh, this is a controversial statement, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read it anyways because I want you to do your research here. This was a study from the, uh, 1997 from Hugh Fudenberg, a medical doctor who, by the way, was the world's leading immunologist and the, 13 most, the 13th most quoted biologist of our time with nearly 850 papers in peer-reviewed journals. Here's what Hugh said. Quote, if an individual has had five consecutive flu shots between 1970 and 1980, the years of the study, his or her chance of developing Alzheimer's disease is 10 times greater than if they had done one, two, or no vaccinations. When they asked why, he said the gradual mercury and aluminum buildup in the brain. So here are the most common symptoms of mercury. I wanna know, I want you to see and pay attention to these and see if you have any of these symptoms. Depression, mild fatigue, anxiety, forgetfulness, eyelid twitching, I had a lot of that. Digestive issues, I had a lot of that. Constipation, diarrhea, frequent bad breath because your gut is destroyed. Constant body odor, dizziness, irritability, sensitivity to sound, I had that for years. Brain fog, I had that for years. Abnormal menses, I didn't have that. (laughs) Low body temperature, cold hands and feet, tender teeth, tinnitus, which is ringing in the ears, metallic taste in your mouth, insomnia, nail fungus, unexplained anger, and autoimmune responses. That's a long list, and a lot of people are facing that. The third thing here is glyphosate. It makes it all worse. Glyphosate and mercury makes mercury and aluminum more toxic. Dr. Stephanie Seneff, who is a brilliant MIT researcher, showed that when you have, when you combine glyphosate, pesticides and herbicides in food, and you already have these heavy metals in your body, especially mercury and aluminum, it actually shoves the mercury deeper inside of the tissues. And then there was another study by Nancy Swanson on the examiner that showed a correlation. Now, not causation, but correlation between when glyphosate was applied back in 1989 and it correlated to the deaths of dementia. Year by year, It as, as the application of glyphosate imp, um, increased, the increase of dementia deaths also correlated with it. The bottom line is this. If you want to get well, you have to fix the cell. And we're going to talk about the solution now, now that you understand the dangers of heavy metals. Their answer is detox, right? But detox is in vogue. You go to Whole Foods, you go to the supermarket, you go on Amazon, you see... A seven-day cleanse, coffee enemas, blah, blah, blah. Yes, those are beneficial. I am not knocking them, but they're all downstream. They're not getting to the heavy metals that are deep inside your tissues, especially the the brain cells and the hypothalamus pituitary. But first, let me give you some downstream detox tips, which can help for sure. So we have, number one, coffee enemas could be terrific. Just make sure you remineralize because you do lose minerals with coffee enemas. PC Push is great, a great way to help your liver produce bile. And a lot of those toxins are in the bile and you could use a binder to catch those toxins. So PC stands for phosphatidylcholine. It's a thick fat that you take, which forces the liver, forces you to go poop in the bathroom. And a lot of the toxins are in there. Castor oil packs could be terrific. Cleanses could be great. And block fasting. So three or more days of a water fast. These are all downstream. You could also consume more bitters on keto. I always speak about that, like ginger root, dandelion greens, even organic coffee, lemons and limes, radishes, radicchio, basil, thyme, rosemary, apple cider vinegar is terrific. Those are all downstream. They're going to give you some benefit, but it's not until you go upstream and fix the cell, specifically the brain cells, and get those toxins out that you're going to feel well. So here is the solution. I have to tell you this. Most programs out there that do detox don't go upstream. There's only one that does it the right way, and I'm actually blessed to be a part of it, and this is called True Cellular Detox. And I'm going to explain to you how to do detox, how to remove these toxins so your body could heal. So now keto works better. Your energy levels are better. Your symptoms go away because you remove the upstream source, which are these nasty toxins. I've made the case for heavy metals. Now I want to make the case for how to do detox the right way. There is a proper way to do it, and luckily for you, listening to this, hopefully you're listening to this on time (laughs) and not later on in the next few weeks and months, but I'm going to be launching a 90-day detox program where you get to work with me directly, but also my colleague, Dr. Mindy Peltz, my mentor, Dr. Daniel Pampa, and a whole bunch of other detox specialists. I'm going to work with you personally to teach you true cellular detox, and here's how it works. We, for the first 30 days, are going through what's called the prep phase. We are strengthening downstream detox pathways, the liver, the kidneys, the gut, the lymphatic system. We're preparing you for detox. And and then the next month, the next 30 days, is what's called the body phase. Now we start removing toxins from the cellular level, at the cellular level, in the bloodstream. And we create what's called a concentration gradient. That's 30 days. The last 30 days is where the magic happens, it's called the brain phase. Remember I I spoke about the hypothalamus pituitary and how the mercury is stored in there? Now we start using a fat-soluble chelator, we start using different supplements and strategies and detox on and off cycles to start pulling out those toxins, and oh my gosh, it reduces your stress bucket. Now the inflammation around your cells start to become reduced and your body heals. I mentioned earlier, by the way, that the, there is a test that you could test to see your cellular membrane inflammation. This test is more accurate than any blood test. As a matter of fact, it's 50, five, zero more times accurate than any blood test at looking at inflammation around your cell membrane. So what we do with this 90-day program, you get three of these tests. On day one, it's a urine test, very easy to do, takes minutes. You're going to take this test and you're, the, the urine, you put it into a little vial the darker it is, the more inflammation you have. On day 30, we do it again, and then on day 90, we do it again, and what we're gonna see when I teach the detox, you're gonna see the inflammation reduce, you're gonna feel better, and my goal in those nine, in these 90 days is to teach you how detox works, and you get to work with not only me, but you get access to what's called the TCD portal, which includes videos from Dr. Mindy Pelts, Dr. Pompa, and others, all the supplements are included. You will receive four, well, here's what you're going to receive, first of all. During those 90 days, you get four 60-minute Zoom video calls with me and the other members. This is valued at $4,000. You're also going to receive the first 30 days worth of supplements called the prep phase. You're going to receive the next 30 days of supplements called the body phase. And then you're going to receive the supplements for the brain phase and a bottle of Cytodetox, which is one of the best bottles for detox. It has small particles that enter your cells and larger particles that sit around your cells collecting toxins. So you get all that. You get three of the metaoxy testing kits to assess your cellular membrane inflammation. And then you get access to a Facebook group, private, and then an access to the TCD portal and all the replays for the coaching calls and any other previous coaching calls we had. If you want access right now, and you're an action taker, and you're inspired to actually learn this and apply it and change your life for the better, this is going to be the greatest thing you've ever done for your health. It has been for me. I have been doing keto and fasting since 2013, but it wasn't until I took care of these toxins that I just broke through with my health, and I continue to do so month after month after month. So head to ketocampdetox.com. I hope It's you. I hope you're hearing this on time. I hope you head to the website and we still have availability because we only launch this program two or three times per year. And why delay? I believe your health is not an expense. Health is an investment. And when you can invest in something like this that's going to change your life forever, it is well worth the investment. It is the greatest investment you could make because your health is your wealth. So head to ketocampdetox.com We'll share the notes, we'll share the link in the podcast notes down below. Text this episode to a friend so they could hear it. If you had any value from this, please write a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, share it on your social media. Follow me on Instagram, at TheBenAzadi, and also other social media platforms. Check me out on there, and I really, really hope this inspired you to do more research. I hope you're one of the four people that will enroll And I want to thank you so much for listening to this entire episode. I acknowledge you. I thank you. And I will see you on the next episode.